here again, episode 38, Bull Headed Podcast. I am here with my fellas, Zoo and P. Bush. What's up, guys? Doing well, Sean. Doing well. Enjoyed mm. watching uh, <laughs> the undefeated season get wrecked by the Baylor Bears, man. It was a game. It was, it was a bunch of boys playing with men, as Sean said pre-production, man. They, the Baylor team lifts with the football team. They know what they're doing, man. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can't believe the Zags, man. I believed in them all <laughs> year, man. I thought they had the team. But even though I did, I didn't doubt Baylor, man. I thought it was going to be one of those 50-50 type games. I thought it was going to be a close game, but it wasn't close at all. So didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, as the guys were just referring to, that national championship game was a snoozer. And I guess if you're a Baylor Bears fan, it was the best game ever because did not know that Scott Drew had been there close to, I think, 16 to 17 years. So that's pretty yep. cool to see him grinding for that long and being able to pull out a championship. So, you know, the first question I want to throw at the guys tonight, uh, what was their reaction to the game? Uh, did it live up to the hype? Did, I guess you could say did Gonzaga choke? Did Baylor just take it from him? People, I'm going to go with you, man. What's your thoughts on the game? Well, I was uh, I was uh, in the minority uh, last podcast picking Baylor uh, over Gonzaga. Obviously, at that point, you know, we can't we can't overlook that UCLA Gonzaga game real quick because that was the best game in the tournament by far. Jalen Suggs mm-hmm. coming up clutch, pulling a little D Wade from just inside half court. And uh, hey, that was a hell of a shot. I was riding UCLA money line and I was all pumped up. <laughs> and once I saw that shot leave his hands, man, I knew it was in. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But. You know, I think, uh, and Zoo and I were kind of talking about this, you know, UCLA did give Gonzaga a hell of a run for their money and had to, you know, take them to overtime. It could have been double OT. Uh, I do think Gonzaga was a bit maybe tired, but usually a game like that, like, you know, kind of pumps you up, especially hitting a game winner. It's, you know, it's not like you they were losing. It was a tie game. He hit a three to just not have to go to a second overtime. But man, oh man, I think that they just underestimated Baylor. I, I genuinely think they did. I mean, Baylor, we've talked about it too. They were 1-2 respectively the entire yep. year, even preseason. And uh, Baylor just played a perfect basketball game. I, I don't think I've ever seen a college team dominate in every facet. I mean, they had 14 offensive rebounds to Gonzaga's one. They made Drew Timmy look like a varsity basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The only guy that made, a, made an impact was obviously Jalen Suggs, and he dropped 20. And uh, that's why he's the NBA-ready player coming out of that Gonzaga team. I do got to give props to him. You know, I think everyone knew he was a one-and-done, but um, he's going to do well in the NBA. And, you know, it was it was tough to see him break down there at the end, but, man, that's sports. So I, I think that, you know, Zoo, their, their guard, Baylor's guards combined for 56. You're always talking mm-hmm. about guard play. Yeah. They, you know, Jared Butler was just – I feel like every, every three he took, it was just going in. Didn't even matter. And they were forcing turnovers, man. I thought the game was pretty much in the bag within the first five, six minutes once I saw how quickly Baylor was able to take advantage of Gonzaga, manhandle them down low, and honestly keep up with them because no other team had been able to keep up with Gonzaga. But Baylor made them made them look like they were a 500 team that <laughs> night almost. So it was, it was a huge change in just the entire college basketball situation. I think everybody was just riding on Gonzaga. So I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped Man. for Baylor. It was two coaches Man. who had been there for a long time. And, and as Sean said, they both built up their program. So either way, it would have been great to see. But Scott Drew, he predicted it too. Yeah. He said, I'll, I'll win a national championship. 
I'm so disappointed in the Gonzaga Bulldogs, man. So, so disappointed, man. I believed in them in the beginning, man. I believed in them because I saw the talent. I saw the point guard. At the beginning of the year, I was like, man, I feel like this is the team that's going to get it done. But in the championship game against a a worthy team, man, people were doubting Baylor. Like, I'm telling you, this this team had multiple NBA players. It fit my top 12 criteria. It fit all my criteria. So I – I told you these are the only two teams that I thought could win a championship. That's why I had them both in the championship game. And obviously, I thought the Gonzaga Bulldogs were going to get it done. But, man, the Baylor Bears, props to them, man, make the game pretty unwatchable with their, like, their physicality, man. And, yeah. like, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, they weren't even struggling that bad on offense. Like, they were no. hitting over 50% of their shots. So, their efficiency was there. And they've been able to score pretty relatively easy in this tournament. But man, but giving up 86 points to the Baylor Bears, man, 43% from three. That was Ooh, the key figure yep. right there. Yeah, the Baylor Bears been struggling in three-point in the earlier rounds of the tournament. Like, they couldn't hit anything. But then the guards started hitting him. Then, then Mr. Mr. Jay Butler, man, fake Jimmy Butler, four for nine for downtown, <laughs> man. Four for nine for downtown. That is a clutch performance, man. He got faked out of the Mitchell, man. Also going to the league next year, dropping oh, 15 yeah. points. So like they got mul- they had multiple guards. They can yeah. handle and shoot the ball and even play make. So obviously guard play is huge, and they're they have, they have three legit guards that got buckets in such a such a key game, and it was just pure domination, man. I didn't see Drew Timmy pull and be a Kim Olajuwon, man. Him, him against UCLA guy look godly, man. I was like, this dude looks unstoppable. Yep. But in this game, he only got he only got up seven shots. It was pretty efficient, five for seven. Yep. But the opportunities to set him up in the post, obviously feeding the post, got to rely on teammates and defenses. Defense on the other team dictates what you do, but man, he couldn't dominate the game. Jalen Suggs just being a stud, but then Mr. Kisper, <laughs> man, five for twelve, man, like oh. that's not efficient at all. And just knowing that, like Yai was pretty much a non-factor. I forgot the guy played in this game. Nem hard too. Yeah, dropping eight. Uh, Nem, oh man, he had some turnovers. I had to shake my head. Oh, some turnovers. of those turnovers, man. I looked at them just like, oh yeah, even yeah, Timmy too with five turnovers as a big, as yeah. a big. That's bad. So yep. I'm just saying, man, like, shout-outs to Baylor Bears. I feel bad for Gonzaga losing another national championship yep. game, man. <laughs> Dude, first the so uh, North Carolina and now to Baylor Bears. Man, they're 0-2, so, they're man. They're 0-2, yeah. and they're losing Suggs, so this team's obviously going to get worse. And Timmy and Kisper, so this team got to regroup. Because, like, this squad, man, they, this is a blown opportunity. A blown yeah. opportunity. And they had a really easy path to get in. Obviously, that UCLA game. Probably no one saw that coming, becoming that close of a game, man. One possession game. It was a coin flip game. But I feel like that UCLA game was a precursor to this defeat right here because yeah. I feel like there's there was definitely fatigue in the first couple minutes of the game. Yeah, I think, Zu, I agree. You know, thinking back on the UCLA game, I mean, you know, UCLA was a lot smaller of a team too. So I think that, you know, when they just came up to facing the Bears in in – the national championship game they just completely underestimated that hey we haven't really played like an extremely physical team that won i think that there were three keys to the game one was the offensive rebounding of baylor they just manhandled them down down low they got gonzaga in major foul trouble there early on especially drew timmy that was that was for sure something that got him flustered caused him to you know maybe get some of those turnovers going yeah and then like you said zoo they doubled the amount of turnovers that that baylor had given up i think they had seven and gonzaga had 14 and they, they, I think they scored 18 points off turnovers. I mean, that's that's the difference in the game right there. They lost by 16 points. Um, and, man, it was just a rough performance. Not offensively, but I just think, 
mentally and defensively, Gonzaga just imploded. Um, and they didn't know what to do when they went down early, man. They had they were calling timeouts like this because Mark Few was just like, hey, man, we just need to string together some stops. And they just couldn't do it. It was for me being, you know, betting on Baylor and having them win a bracket. It was it was great to watch. Uh, but I do wish it was a bit more competitive. I heard people saying UCLA would have given Baylor a better game. I don't even think no. that's a thing. I don't know why you that would even come out of your mouth. But um, either way, it was the two best teams. So you can't really complain there. Yeah, I think Baylor showed a lot more toughness. I think in the first couple of minutes, you could kind of see with the offensive of rebounding, they just kind of – I don't want to say – like because when you're in a championship game, I hate when people say, well, one team wanted more. I feel like when you're in that type of atmosphere of a championship game, Every team wants it. So I just I just feel like Baylor was more physical on the boards. But I will give Gonzaga a little bit of hope. I think I was looking at it yesterday. They have like a top five guy coming in. Uh, he's like a combo guard. He's really skilled. Uh, I don't think he's Jalen Suggs, but he's, you know, a high rank uh, recruit. And I think they're still waiting on one other guy who is Jalen Suggs teammate. He may go pro, but we'll see. But it really sucks for Gonzaga because this was the year that like, even though Gonzaga is kind of considered a basketball blue blood, like you had Duke didn't make it, they were down, North Carolina was down, Kentucky, a lot of big teams were down. So if any year Gonzaga needed to do it, it needed yeah. to be this year. Because next yeah. year, those those big guns, they're going to come back reloaded. They're going to be ready. So it's like, it's yeah. going to make it even more tough for them to get back to the championship game. So I don't know. I just feel like they should have, they kind of missed out on the opportunity. But I mean, it is yeah. what it is. So. Salute to the Baylor Bears, man. Uh, you know, they've been knocking on the door. They have a really good basketball structure at Baylor with the women's and men's team. So shout out to them for that. Uh, yeah. Getting to, I think, the biggest news of the week with uh, Sam Darnold. Sorry, uh, people. You know, I don't think the Bears were able to get to him quick enough. But yeah. he was traded to the, <laughs> to the Carolina Panthers uh, for a couple of draft picks. I think one this year, two next year. Insignificant picks. But. Want to ask the fellas what they think about the trade. Do they see Darnold being, I guess, potentially a fit for the Carolina Panthers in the long term? Should the Panthers still go after a quarterback? We can go a couple ways with this. So, uh, Zoo, what's your thoughts on the trade, man? I love it, man. I love the trade, man. Really? Because you know my thoughts about Teddy Bridgewater, man. You know what yeah. he is, man. It, like He got a nice nice little floor, but his ceiling is just right above that floor, man. Barely a, no upside, man. Zero upside to win championships. So right now you're getting a, you're getting a nice young player, Sam Darnold, man. This guy's a top three pick. You're getting this quarterback from a situation with the Jets, man. A tragedy, <laughs> a tragedy. Man, the New York Jets, man. It just, man, they're like they were like the New York Knicks of of the NFL, man. Like it's just pure <laughs> tragedy, man. Bad, bad. They fired everyone. They fired mm-hmm. the head. Like like they had a clean house because of how poorly managed they were. So like right now, Sam Darnold was never given the opportunities, the weapons. So the guy got hit all the time. No offensive line, no weapons. And now you're getting McCaffrey with a DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who the Jets mistakenly let go. This guy got some weapons now. He's going to get a great opportunity with a well-run franchise like the Panthers right now, a chance to win some games. So, like, you giving up a sixth-round pick? Man, who cares? Fourth <laughs> rounder, whatever. Okay, sec- they didn't even give up one first-rounder, man. Like, nope. they give up a second-rounder. That's actually a pretty good value pick, but a sixth-rounder? Whatever. You're getting a quarterback. And if he turns out to look, look, live up to his potential, you got your franchise quarterback for the next couple of years. If he doesn't, you lose a couple of picks. Big whoops. It's not like you gave yep. up like three first-round picks when like the Chicago Bears moved up, giving up multiple first-rounders, not these sixth-rounders and fourth-round picks. Like These are like whatever picks. You're not getting a game-changer with those types of picks. You're getting some nice, solid players. I mean, be rotational-type dudes, man. 
but like some picks, like whatever. Like it, yeah. the upside, man, and like the downside, if he busts, you lose some picks and you went for a QB and you still got Teddy Bridgewater who you, who you gave way too much money for. Still don't <laughs> understand that. Everybody knew what Teddy Bridgewater was. Like he's yeah. just average. He's just a definition. He's a game manager. He's a he game manager. The game. Yeah, and you, like, come on. Like if you want to win championships, you don't get game managers, man. You get ballers. And Sam Darnold has yeah. potential to be a baller. I mean, I think that, you know, last year it just – it made sense as kind of a filler year to have Teddy just with McCaffrey being out and, you know, DJ Moore had issues and Robbie Anderson was kind of holding that, that number one wide receiver slot there for a while. And Hey, now he's reunited with uh, the guy who sees ghosts. So hopefully Carolina is <laughs> a bit different. Um, you know, I think that he is the winner of this trade. I don't think it's either organization. I think it's just Sam Darnold. He's finally out of a massive sports market, not, you know, Charlotte, big city, but, um, you know, he doesn't have all the New York media on him all the time. Um, not that the Giants are doing much better, but uh, yeah, the Jets are just a sorry franchise, man. If you were to ask the random NFL fan to tell you a couple players on the Jets, they might name Jamison Crowder and Frank Gore. <laughs> I really think those are the only two. And uh, Frank Gore, you know, I, I feel bad for him, man. But look, Sam Darnold, I mean, he's like you said, he's 24. Uh, a lot of people think he he was, you know, drafted a little too high. Um, you know, just hasn't really reached his potential. But what have the Jets really done to, to bring out his potential? They haven't given him any help. They got rid of their only hope at wide receiver in Robbie Anderson, who is now going to be reunited with Sam. And uh, I think that, you know, having McCaffrey in the passing game will help Darnold develop. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the big thing. That's the big thing for me that I think, uh, you know, they see that in him is, Hey man, just get a couple checkdowns going, and then DJ Moore is going to end up flying up up the uh, up the right hash sideline and just bomb it to him, and he'll probably go up and get it. So I think he's in the best situation. I am interested to see what Carolina does with Teddy. I don't think that they'll just wave him, you know, cut him. I think they will keep him for another year. I'm not sure about his contract. Do you know how many years is, are on his contract, Silzu, or was it just a one year deal? I think it was a multi year deal. Yeah, I think it, it was too much money. That's all I know. <laughs> it was too much money. But, I mean, I think they'll hold on to him. Um, the Jets need a new start, man. I think they're going to end up taking Zach uh, Wilson, the second pick. I mean, they're just going to move on from Darnold. Um, they're, they're, I think everyone's just trying to get a clean slate, including Darnold himself. And he's, he's, he's totally okay with that, especially with the Jets. They're getting some decent picks. I don't think Carolina's going to be going to the Super Bowl in the next year or two, so... It's not like those picks are going to be that poor. Um, it's just interesting that he didn't – no one else pursued him. The only thing that stood out to me was I wonder why Carolina – Because I don't think not. he's that good. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. why I don't think maybe they pursued him. Yeah. I think the Chicago Bears should have went for Sam Darnold instead That's of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. You give up the same package. I would. Insta- I think, and I feel like the bull, like the Bears nation would have liked that more. Just get yes. a couple of late picks. Well, then Andy Dalton. Over Andy sure. Dalton. For sure. Absolutely. QB1. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. At the, no, but at the same time, it's like the Carolina was also a front runner for Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Deshaun. He's got, that, he's got, he's got, got legal trouble. Yeah, he's got, he's got might, he might be able to get him for like a seventh round pick. After and that's what I'm saying. Done. So, Zoo, my point is that the number one spot for him that a lot of people thought he was going to go to was Carolina. And yeah. now they're out of the table. So if he does end up leaving, this actually leaves a little bit more door open for the Bears to make a move. So to your <laughs> point of to your point of the Bears not getting Watch the Bears level, get to Sean Watson and he's like suspended for a year. <laughs> exactly. That would you know what that would happen. I still would do it. I still would do the deal though. 
I still yeah. would do the deal. I probably would too. <laughs> I mean, if he to sits for a year, hey, that's one year off of getting hit. So hey. yeah, clear yeah. clear your head and, and clear your yeah. clear your name in court. That, that, yeah. That's what yeah. you do for the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And stop getting yeah. massages, man. This yeah. dude got a massage oh, addiction. Man. Man. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe you could just try it. Maybe you just try a massage envy or something like that. You know, a well-known yeah. chain. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's so Carolina's QB situation. I don't know if they're gonna you know take a big step. They're in a tough-ass division, man. Oh, they're yeah. here with the Saints. I mean, Drew Brees is no gone. No more Drew Brees now, man. No more Drew Brees. They're still not a scrub team, man. They have solid weapons. I'd say that you know, Taysom Hill. They're what? Yeah. I mean, they paid him too much. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, they did. His contract is is structured in a way that you know they yeah. they pay a lot uh, later on so that they could save cap and you know whatever. But I, I don't think this is going to take Carolina to the next level. Uh, will it kind of put a band aid over their current issue? Yeah, probably. But it, it might take him a while to to get his feet under himself, man. He's 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 lost a lot of confidence being in that Jets organization for so long. I think he, happens, he's just man. crushed his spirit. Similarly to how what happened to Trubisky, dude. I think that his spirit just got crushed after losing. <laughs> and there's just what happens with Arnold's got a better arm than no, Trubisky, man. They, they just don't. They just don't have. Are you serious? Yes, and he's more accurate with the football. <laughs> oh my! All right, we're not getting into that. Well, that's I don't a, know. That's I a dumbass take right there. I don't know what. I'm not saying he's. At least he's he took his team to the playoffs more twice. Accurate. The Bears' defense brought him to the playoffs twice. Not Mitchell Trubisky. He was – oh, my – Pro bowler. He, you know, my thoughts about the pro bowl in the NFL. Nobody wants to go to the pro bowl, man. All right. It's a fake what? all-star day, man. It's fake. It's better – hey, at least they have some non, or non-fans or non voting for the NFL one, man. Oh, my God. The NFL pro it's worse. It's, it's not as bad as the NBA it. All-Star game, dude. But oh, stop the it. The people time. that make dude, NBA All-Star Darnold. games are real All-Stars. Andy, Darnold has had maybe three good games in his career, and yeah, that is it. And they have time. they have never won more than, like, three games with him. I mean, they're in, and they're not even in – that great of a division last year. It was really just the Bills. Dolphins were good. I get it. Dolphins were good, man. They were a 10-win team. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I agree with you. They didn't make the playoffs, though. I mean, you know, so my point is that that division's somewhat open now. I mean, the Bills are the front runner, but if there's a wild card spot that's available, if the Jets end up making a nice trade or nice draft pick with Zach Wilson and they actually do something to give him weapons... We'll see what they can do there, but I, I just think that they were burnt out on Sam Darnold and, on Darnold, and Darnold was burnt out on them. This needed to get done and out of the way. Yeah, new management. Is it a big move? Not really. New management, man. When they want to get their own QB in. Yep. Makes sense. I agree. Makes sense. They got Fresh no. Start. They got no loyalty. This they go Sam. Yeah, I also think. I also think Darnold maybe helped with Rule and Joe Brady because you. I mean, not saying that they could replicate with you know they did with Joe uh, Burrow at LSU, but Joe Burrow. Had, way better weapons but i will say i think darnold a fresh change of scenery was good for him i just don't see the infatuation like i think to me if you're that guy quarterback you just no! like, look at deshaun look at deshaun he had, he had hopkins but even when deshaun didn't have hopkins what did he have last year and he made it happen what he, he, he was a loser last year man his team sucked but he was the best quarterback in the league darnold didn't show us that yeah, he didn't show us anything remotely close. Yeah, to that. one dude's like, a max nothing. player. This guy's a rookie nothing. trying to prove himself, man. No, he's dude, not. He's like he's in his third or fourth year. <laughs> yeah, he's on his rookie contract, man. He, he's he's uh, he's not even on his second. That, year contract. So you're yeah. you're making that argument for him, Zoo, but you n would never make that argument for Trubisky. Because so I've seen him play a lot of games in a decent situation. You live situation. in New York. You live in New York. You see what the media covers on Darnold. I'm sure it's not that great. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, Sometimes they just don't. They can't mentally get over it. So the only way, uh, Trubisky going to Buffalo, and you got Darnold going down to Carolina. Man, they're they're just trying to clear their. Yeah, minds you know what the difference is? One dude's a backup, and one oh dude's starting. God. That's the difference. Josh Allen versus Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I know. I know it's an easier job to get, but I'm just like <laughs> one dude's starting, and one dude's gonna be sitting well, on the what? bench collecting that nice paycheck. One got a lot quicker attention than the other one did. Let's just put it that way. The Bills snapped him up. I don't know why. Everyone was not wanting to trade for Darnold, man. As you said, he's not a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't so, get the Darnold hype. I, mean, I, I, really I know don't he did have. Yeah, he he got he had a lot of. I think what it is is when he came in, he was from a bigger name program. Darnold was from UN or not Darnold, but Trubisky's from UNC. Darnold was a USC guy. He had a lot. He had Colin Cowherd and all those guys behind him because Colin Cowherd makes every excuse in the world. And I love Cowherd, but he makes every excuse in the world for Darnold. He loves them. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like I mean, I know he didn't have any weapons, but it's like yeah. you got to at least Chill show out. me something. You got to show <laughs> me something. So okay, we'll see though. He has a chance. He like you say, there's no excuses now. He has yeah, he Will, got weapons. Brady. He got, he got weapons. Exactly. Yeah. So he he's got to show some type of improvement. So. If, I ain't gonna lie. If it was me personally, like I know this is crazy, but I would draft a quarterback because I don't trust Darnold. I would draft a quarterback. You'd have I to would. cut Teddy. I think. Yeah, you, if I, you I mean, did we that, you'd trade have to cut or Teddy. whatever. But I would try to draft a quarterback, and that would almost. And I'm a big believer. And I know they say if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But I'm a big believer in competition. So, like, if you got a guy, why do you think? To me, perfect example, Aaron Rodgers. When Jordan Love came, he had the best, like one of his best years last year, and that's because sure. the Packers lit a fire. Yeah, lit a fire. On him, so I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, Darnold has a chance to be pretty good this year, but uh, that division too. I don't. I don't. I don't even know who to pick in that division. Now that I'm thinking Fox. about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It's hard to repeat. It's just hard to repeat. So we'll see. But uh, last topic of the day, we're gonna talk about the NBA MVP. I honestly have no idea. Um, well, I kind of have an idea of who could be the MVP right now, but it's not like a popular pick because it's a big guy. Um, and I know Zoo loves big men, but. <laughs> um, I think it be I think it be is going to be able to maybe make a late push because he's you know showing out a little bit in the East. So I'm going to ask the fellas who they think right now is going to win the MVP, who's their leader, things of that nature. And uh, P. Bush, who you got for the NBA MVP? The man, the myth, the legend, the Joker, man. Joker, he is yeah. going to be the yeah. MVP of the 2021 season, man. This guy, look, man, the Nuggets are hot. They have won seven in a row. And they're about to take over that three seed in the West and be right behind two, which I don't think a lot of people predicted, but Jazz and then Suns, man. And then you got the Clippers, and now you got the Denver Nuggets, who were sitting at that 8-9 spot for a while there early on, Zoo. A couple months ago, we were talking about how that was the team that really needed to pick it up. And leave it to Mr. Jokic, man. He's he's just been a monster. I mean, he's putting up like 26-11 and nearly nine assists. He's shooting over 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 88% from the line. His win share percentage, Zoo, this is actually interesting, per 48 minutes, is up there with Steph's 2016 MVP season, LeBron's 2013 MVP season, three of Michael Jordan's MVP seasons, and three of Kareem's MVP seasons. So his ability to affect his team is up there with some of the biggest legends in NBA history. Right there alone, he's played 51 games. He started all 51 every game, of them. Every game. Every game. He's played every game, and I, I like the Embiid pick. He, you know, they could easily win the the Eastern Conference one seed. There, I think they're only a half game behind the Nets right now. But you know, his injuries, man. I think he's only played a little handful over thirty games right now. He's putting up monster numbers, but uh, I just think Jokic has had the most, you know, individual impact on his team. 
And uh, I think Embiid's a close second, but I got to go with Jokic, man. He's just been fun to watch. And I saw, I, hey, man, he almost he almost ran over that ref a couple nights ago, though. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> He's he animated. May have lost favor, he may have lost favor in the NBA eyes right there, though. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for me, I can't I can't disagree at all. For me, is the Joker unanimous MVP for me. No doubts about it, especially with the injuries. The yeah. injuries pretty much flattened everything. It was like pretty much obvious who should be MVP. Because in the beginning, yeah, like I, I Joel Embiid finding out with LeBron James starting out in the beginning of the year, but with LeBron getting injured, big Joe getting injured, and the Sixers are doing well without Joel. Like they're yeah. winning games without him, so that just, that just appreciates your value that easily because that's that's just the actual evidence right there. But obviously, the Joker. You know this dude's per thirty six. Yeah. What the hell? That, that is so astronomical. Like, dude, that, yeah. that, that's a per of like Wilt Chamberlain back in the day, man. His efficiency rating is incredible. Like this dude's top ten in rebounds, points, and assists. Yeah, like like the guy. This guy's this guy's a true point seven center. Feet. Yeah, you guy's a true point center. Like yeah. he might, he might be a big, but he does guard stuff. Like bring up the ball, initiate the offense, shoot the three, pass, and like he does everything for this team. Like even like you know, I mean, like defensively, he's not that good. But man, you know my thoughts about defense, man. Offense er, is greater than defense. Better offense is all, will always be better defense, man. Yep. Stop it, man. The Baylor Bears dropped eighty six points, man. Eighty six points. Forced turnovers. And oh they my won lord! By oh a margin. my lord! On oh turnovers. my lord! No, they hit threes. That's what happened. They shot forty percent on turnovers. Three, Offense, man. On it was turnovers. Ah, off- oh, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Offense is better than defense. Everybody knows that in the game of basketball, the rules favor the offensive player, man. If you know what you want to do on an offensive end, nothing in you the can do on defense, man. No, I think in ba- just basketball is a sport with all the rule changes. It just favors the offensive player. So, well, like, see- me- okay. Yeah, just say, you see way more. Yeah. You see way more charges taken in college basketball than you yeah, do in any NBA game. God, I hate that rule. I hate the. You don't like rule. a charge rule? I hate the charge rule. Why? Or else you just play football. You just barely like, into everybody. Mind it, like say, I don't mind it like being called in like pivotal moments, but like to me, I feel like it's a bailout for de- defenders who can't defend. That's what I feel like it is. Because a lot of the times, the charge calls. If if you really look at charge calls, you'll be like. Uh, like anytime you have to be like, if you're like, uh, it shouldn't be a charge call. Like if it's definitive, I agree. Like yeah. I get it. Like if you're like standing in the paint and they barrel over you, yes. But like when a guy makes a move and then he gets past his defender and then like a guy slides over at the last minute, I hate that rule because then it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Well, that's why I mean you have to be stopped. You have to have yeah. taken it directly on. You can't take it from the side, dude. It's just the fact that the team that we saw taking the most charges was Gonzaga and Baylor, and they're both very good at it. Because yeah. they're taught that. It's just a fundamental. That's why they were able to just dump on teams for so long. And then they just face off with each other, and Baylor was just the stronger one. But, yeah, I mean, it, look, Jokic is not a good defender, Zoo. He's not going to be winning any defensive player of the year at any point in his career, I don't think. <laughs> but this should be his unanimously. Uh, I, I, There's no way, man, that they give it to Giannis. I swear to God, if they give it to Giannis. <laughs> and they give him three Hell in a row. No. As, and it's because like, he might not, not even make it out of the first round, man. Exactly, the first round, man. Like that's, that's just, what I was oh, just gonna say. You can't that's have another Dirk situation losing no. the first round MVP. That would be embarrassing. But exactly. but even even if you look at the impact metrics, man, Jokic is number one in value over replacement player. Box yep. plus minus, offensive block plus minus, win shares, offensive win shares, and overall win shares. Number one in every, every advanced one. statistical category on any offensive statistical category. I'm just like, oh, that's good enough for me, that, man. And, and his team is top 
top three in the West, man, over the over the Lakers right now. Like, yeah. like obviously with the Jazz and, and the Suns, they have a better record, but overall it's more of a team effort. And you compare yeah. Chris Paul, who's I think he's the by far the best player on the Phoenix Suns, and yeah. Donovan Mitchell, they're in the same class as Jokic, man. And you they're saw not, that in this. Go ahead. They're, they're, I was just going to say they're not like – and they're great players and they're like all-stars this year, but they're not like an MVP. The yeah, they're, they're not team is winning night star. in and night out. Yeah, they, exactly. they ain't putting up these – like these numbers are just so silly. Like this guy, yeah. a setter averaging nine assists, that is just <laughs> mind-blowing. Like this dude's passing. I, I told you, this guy will go down as one of the ten greatest centers of all time. And he this will be. cement that with an MVP. I Not many centers that. win an MVP. Like, if he wins MVP, he has as much many MVPs as Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. I'm just like, it is rare for centers to get MVPs. Yep. And with the league right now dominated by wings and guards, for him to pull it off in this era, because he's got guard skills, man. This he does. Big, yep. need guard skills to be, like, as dominant as this, because you ain't doing this just being a post player. You got to be had- multidimensional. He had to have picked Luka Doncic's Luka's brain, man. I swear to God, he had to. You know, they they're always talking. If you saw like at the All Star game and stuff like that, you know, I man, dude, they, I think it's something like, I th- partially I think his footwork is so good just because he he learned like playing soccer too. I mean, you see that a lot. Like you know, Doncic is so Doncic and Jokic are very finesse players. They're not like quick. They're kind of thick guys. You know, they're not like very skinny and you know quick movement but they just know where they need to go to get their best available shot. And Jokic has developed a three, man. He's shooting over 40% from three. I mean, it's ridiculous. He could be, he's close to a 50, 40, 90 season. If he could just bump those free throw numbers up a bit, but man, I mean, they can't give it to Giannis. I don't think they'll give it to Embiid and LeBron's hurt. So, I mean, it it has to go to him. It's going to be, it's going to be the Joker. He's gonna it's going to be unanimous, and I don't think there's anybody that can really compete with him. But, look, I think I'd love to see the top three seeds be a non-LA team. I think that would just be great for the NBA. It would just be more competitive. I mean, it's probably it's probable that the Lakers will still end up getting to the Western Conference Finals if they're healthy. But I'd like to see some good matchups, you know, with, you know, the Mavericks holding the the seventh seed, the Grizzlies at the eighth seed. I'd love to see a Jazz Grizzlies series, man. Watch Donovan Mitchell and Ja go go head to head. That could be pretty wide open. You know, that could go but, five, six games. But low key, oh. I feel like the Los Angeles Lakers will t- will want to be a five seed. Do you know why? They get an opportunity to play like the Portland Trailblazers or the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron yeah. ain't losing to that. No. And, and in, in the second round. He gets to play the Utah Jazz, Jazz. which I called Atlanta 2.0. And it's going to be a uh-huh. butt whooping, man. I'm saying it right now. The Utah Jazz are fraudulent, man. They are fraudulent. They're, they're the nice regular season team that depends on the three-point shot, just driving, kicking on three-point shooters. They got like four guys that can shoot 40% from downtown. Ain't going to be that easy in the playoffs when the pace slows down, man. You're not going to get those easy looks. And and after that, you're going to do ISO Donovan Mitchell, and he's not that efficient of a scorer. The guy's only 6'2". He he needs to, like, go – he needs to drop, like, 35 a game, and that's just too hard on a guy like that. And Mike Conley's getting up there in age. You know my thoughts about Rudy Gilbert on offense? Irrelevant. So, like, yeah, you need, like, someone else to step up with Donovan Mitchell. I don't see that guy. And the Lakers would be licking their lips, man. They'll be licking their lips to get AD, LeBron back, ball whooping the Jazz and get an opportunity to play probably the Clippers or Suns in the conference finals. Yeah, I definitely yeah, can see that. You're not wrong. I definitely can see that. Uh, I think two things with Denver Nuggets just as a whole. Shout out to their scouting department. Uh, I feel like they've <laughs> scouted really well 
Like, if you go look back and look at the players that they got, and I think Joker was even a second round pick. Like, I don't yeah, know second first round. round. Second so it's round. like if yep. you look at him, I mean, of course, Jamal's an Arturus Karnasovis, baby. That's all that dude, man. Him and his Euro connections, man. Oh, that, that's stuff, the GM. Man. That's the GM. Yeah, he's that's the GM yeah, for the Bulls yeah. now. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. nice. He he's got nice. Vucevic, and yeah. then he pulls off the Vucevic trade. Yeah. Shout out to Denver, man. They uh, yeah. they recruited, not recruited, but they've drafted really well. And I, like I said, yeah. I agree with you guys. I think Joker is going to get it. Um, some people will say by default. Like, I mean, if all those other guys were healthy and stuff like that, he would still, I think, be in consideration to be. Oh yeah, for sure. Candidate. Definitely top he's, three. He's except, doing, except his numbers maybe Embiid. Maybe yeah. Embiid, because Embiid does have. He's scoring more. He's averaging more rebounds. I mean, he's. I think he's lower on assists, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if he had stayed healthy, I think that would have been the toughest one, just because the Sixers could have actually had the one. The one seed, seed. yeah, over the mm -hmm. Nets. So, and, and that's big when it comes to the M MVP. But they're really, as Zoo was saying. There really isn't an MVP level player in that top two seeds of of the East or the West right now. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Brooklyn Nets got no MVPs because the no. team's just too freaking good. Like it's you're not that bad. you're not They're you're not that bad. valuable. You're not that valuable if you can sit a game and KD sits a game and they win like ten, <laughs> ten straight without you. Yeah, like you're yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. Like right. you, you're a great player, but you have no value because you got Harden dropping forty five and Kyrie dropping forty another night. There's no value on the team. Like it's too good of a team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think at, when at any point when all of them have sat either once or two or whatever, they've they've won the game. So yeah, they they all cancel each other out. They they definitely haven't had a chance to <laughs> dude, God, make man. their case for the MVP. It's not happening. Scary. Uh, yeah, scary. yeah, dude. Lamarcus Aldridge, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He looks like yeah, a new he's person. revitalized. He looks like the guy in the Blazers man shooting mid ranges. I'm like, yeah. man, this guy would just faking it on the spur. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like Kawhi, man. Like, I, I looked at his stats the year before. Like, he dropped off like statistically like, over seven points. I'm like, what happened? The year before, he averaged 18, like nine a game. Like, those are some yeah. nice numbers. Like, this guy, you put this guy in the starting lineup. Jesus Christ, the Nets. This, this may be blasphemous. But uh -oh. I'm starting to see a couple of things with the Spurs organizations. I know he's done a oh, lot for yeah. the Spurs. Greg Popovich, I don't know if he is it if his message is just not getting through to the star guys, not so much the guys who are building, yeah. but like his whole, you know, you know, pops just Old being mind, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That whole Old thing. Old man philosophy. They man. they might have different. that, they might, and I know they're, they're probably gonna let him retire on his own watch. Like that, he's not gonna have to be like he's not gonna get fired. But I don't know, man. Kawhi, I feel like he wanted out. LA, man. It's Aldridge. A trend. It's a trend. Like, I don't know. It's kind of – I don't know who the next star for the Spurs is. I feel like they got all young guys now, but yeah, we'll they see. Try to, they, try, they have to do their homegrown stars, but I don't see a single <laughs> yeah. relevant player do. on that roster, man. Not That's all they do. a relevant man. player, man. If I, I genuinely think besides Kawhi, every other homegrown player that they've had has actually enjoyed playing under Pop. Yeah. But Kawhi was just too. They're good. all Euro they're all European players, man. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's they, another they, thing they, too. They, they the American yeah. superstar kids that were like blessed every for like ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AU, it's pretty much exactly. you're like the second coming. These are these were all humble European players, except Tim, Tim, Timmy D, man, the most humble and superstar David ever, Robinson, man. Yeah, and David Robinson, yeah, he, he, he went to, he went to the army, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like the guy is he's playing MMA man. now, man. <laughs> yeah, he'll fall on it quick. But yeah, uh, dude, Pop Pop could be on his way out, man. Yeah, possible. He's your retirement. I think he's your retirement. I think he has enough money, if I were to guess. I'm sure. Yeah, he yeah, is. he got enough money, <laughs> enough championships, <laughs> enough Five. glory, man. Hall of Famer. This guy's done it all, man. Nothing to prove. Nope. But we will see, man, with the uh, NBA MVP. Like I say, if I was putting money down in Vegas, 
definitely would put it on the Joker. Yeah. Um, so a lot of guys that were in contention, but it seems like it's his to lose. So that'll wrap up our topic for tonight. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe on Apple, Spotify. And when you guys are on Apple, make sure you guys give us a five-star review because that gets us more in the rotation so we can get more views and listens and more people to talk to. So make sure when you're on Apple specifically, give us a five-star review. Like I said, Apple, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Anchor, all the nine. And for me, Sue and P-Bush, we're out.